Hello, my friends. Welcome to Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. Now in our third plus year, pretty exciting. I am Paulette Riesene. I am your magic maker. I am your hostess with the mostest because I get to bring you all these amazing people, all these healers and movers and shakers and entrepreneurs who are making change in the world, who are living the life of their dreams who have worked really hard to get where they are, who have gone through lots of obstacles, lots of muscles, and lots of heart to create the platform that they're, they're, that they're using, the magic that they're making, the healing, the ins inspirations um, that they're bringing to the world. Because I love to share these people's stories with you, as you guys know, who've been with me in Heart and Hustle all these years. Um, and today I get to bring you, oh my gosh, such a delicious <laughs> woman, Dr. Nell Ostermeyer. Dr. Nell, uh, who is a, a vet in Oregon, but now we're crossing borders, which is awesome. I'm so thrilled, 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 thrilled. Uh, Dr. Nell and I have gone back several years because she took really great care of my, my one dog, Rika. Some of you know Rika. And because I wanted... I wanted better healing for my dog. I didn't believe that much in traditional medicine that wasn't working. Dr. Nell brings a whole nother scope of beautiful, loving energy and healing to our animals. And she is this incredibly passionate woman who also is passionate about her life. And that means a lot. Um, so she lives her life for herself and then brings this beautiful energy to our animals. So, hey, Dr. Nell. Hi, so <laughs> happy to be here and so honored that a magic maker like you considers me a magic maker because that is a, that is a huge compliment. Well, and you are, and you are, <laughs> you're amazing. And I know it took me a year and a half or so <laughs> seeing you on the show. <laughs> yes, well, you know, um, I'm sure we'll touch on this, but a lot has changed since we've had to adapt to um, the COVID or quarantine lifestyle. And um, I've gotten a lot more comfortable with uh, live sessions and virtual sessions than I used to be. And I, it's not that I was scared, but I just realized they're not as difficult as I thought they were going to be. So. Uh, it's true. It's true. I mean, and it can be hard talking to a computer. <laughs> yeah. You know, looking yeah, at the I camera. Feel, I can feel the real energy coming through this computer right now. Yes. Directly from you. So, yeah. So I really learned to open my mind to that possibility that being virtual doesn't mean eliminating the real life energy out of a, out of a conversation. Right. Yeah. And I mean, wow, you could take that in a lot of different ways too. <laughs> talking about energy and it's talking about life force. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. On so many levels. And that's what you do um, as a vet and as a traditional vet and as a, also as a acupuncturist for animals and prescribing Chinese herbs and, you know, doing alternative types of healing. Um, and now you're able to take it online. Yes. Yes. I, I, can, I know, which is so exciting because my, my vision for this phase of my career that I'm in now and 
we'll probably talk about earlier phases um, during this, this show, but my current phase is all about reaching more pets, making integrative medicine, which is the combination of Western or traditional medicine um, and alternative healing therapies like traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture and combining them so that we can have the, you know, we're just using all of the tools in the toolbox that could forward that pet's quality of life. And so I'm wanting to make that um, model accessible to as many people, uh, including other veterinarians, and that way make it more accessible to more pets. So um, this phase of my career revolves around teaching um, and coaching other veterinarians on how to integrate uh, acupuncture into practice from both the business and the, um, the technical standpoint as well as the pet owner facing piece where I can consult with pets around the world about food and herbs and supplements. And I can consult with pets in my backyard, meaning Oregon and California, um, to include uh, conventional veterinary medicine because those are the two states that I'm licensed in. Mm -hmm. um, but what I'm about is not trying to take away um, business or or patients from other veterinarians. So for my clients living in other other parts of the world, you know, I'm very happy to consult specifically on those integrative pieces or the alternative pieces and leave the Western medicine to their local vet um, who really doesn't, you know, not many vets just don't have time to invest into further education around alternative therapies. So let's talk about that. So how did you, how did you make the leap from, so you went to veterinary school? Yeah. Medicine. How did you continue on? What prompted you to take that leap to add um, this? Yeah, well, um, actually it happened, the, the leap happened because of patients like Rika, um, like your dog Rika that you spoke about who had um, a neurologic condition that really doesn't have a Western treatment plan that is, um, um, that provides a high enough quality of life, uh, in my opinion. And it wasn't just about neurologic conditions, but chronic conditions in general, conditions that don't have a definitive diagnosis, um, meaning they're what we call um, idiopathic. We just don't know why they're happening. That would include all kinds of things like autoimmune diseases and immune mediated diseases. Um, in some cases, that includes pets who have probably been infected with a virus at some point in their life, gotten rid of the virus, but the lasting effects on their nerve system are still occurring, and there's really no Western plan for that, no conventional plan for that. Um, and then really from a very simple basic standpoint, which I think most people are familiar with, I got into acupuncture for pain relief. So just pain relief period, whether that is acute pain or um, arthritic pain, um, there truly is a ceiling to the amount of pain medication or anti-inflammatory medication we can provide for a pet and actually for a human too. Um, and so when I would hit that ceiling with my patients, it was very frustrating to me to have this completely functional, both mentally and, and um, from the internal organ um, aspect, this completely functional patient who we were going to have to let go because of pain, simply pain. Um, and so I 
I signed up for the acupuncture course through the International Veterinary Acupuncture Society in order to relieve pain. And that was in 2010. Um, and what happened was I went to this course and after the first session, I just realized this wasn't just about pain, um, that I was going to be able to use this medical model to further so many other conditions mm -hmm. and to alleviate so many other symptoms um, in my patients, including internal disease because of the way that acupuncture accesses the nerve and the um, circulation pathways in the body. Okay. So, um, like you said, I'm very passionate. So I, I got really passionate about this and, um, I just devoured the information and I jumped in full force and I started bringing this modality to my patients. Um, and beyond that, you know, the next part of my journey was that I returned to the course and became a teaching associate. Yeah. Travel around yeah, and teach. Instructor. So um, but one thing that's really important for me to say about this journey is that I grew up in just about the most traditional environment you can grow up in. <laughs> I grew up as a farmer's daughter in the middle of central Illinois. Um, my dad was a farmer. My mom was a teacher. We, we lived in central Illinois. Um, and it, it just, you know, I think many people have the misconception that, um, uh, folks that, that, that practice the type of medicine I do or um, other women or, or men out in the world who are bringing healing modalities that are considered non-traditional, that probably we were raised by hippies or, you know, um, you know those, yeah, a lot of woo-woo um, parents, right? And like our names are probably like Blueberry. No, like this, this isn't the case, you know? So, you know, I did not get into veterinary medicine with the intention of getting into energetic healing or getting into um, non-traditional healing methods. It just happened because I've realized that um, there's more than one right way to do things. And I've also realized that when you have an open mind and you um, are willing to learn from other experts. Um, and if you're willing to look at um, ancient healing methods that you might not have been exposed to, but literally have been tested for thousands of years and shown to have a positive response for patients, um, that you've opened your world for helping your patients um, greatly. And, and that's what I'm really thankful for. But it has been a journey and I started from scratch. I did not have an upbringing where I was exposed to um, alternative or non-traditional healing methods. So what, okay, so, oh, I wanna go in so many different directions. <laughs> so good, so good. Yeah. All right. All right, let's talk about Dr. Nell, the woman. Oh, okay, sure. Nell, Nell the woman. I, I can chat. <laughs> oh. So I know that you are in, uh, uh, you have your veterinary hospital in Portland with your husband mm -hmm. and that's incredibly successful and busy and full and growing and growing. And that's really cool. And then you have, now you have this side hustle, whatever you want to call it, pets, mm -hmm. pets people, pets and people, um, people and pet integrative therapy. There yeah. So why? Okay. Why did you start another company? 
Well, um, (laughs) that's a really interesting question. Um, It's both like some really practical reasons. And then there are like those Dr. Nell the woman reasons why that is. Um, The reason I started this company, the practical reason is that I started, um, well, I'm instructing, right, at a, at a pretty high level. So veterinarians in, the, in not only in this country, but internationally. And um, okay. <laughs> because I own my value, I'm, I'm getting paid for that. And, and that's something that is just really important for um, all of us who are, yes. Did you hear yes. that, people? Did you hear that? Yeah. She owns her value and she gets <laughs> paid for it. Yes. Okay. And um, healers, I, I know that that's really difficult for those of us in the healer community. Um, we tend to want to give and give and give and um, at times even feel guilty about receiving. But the reality is, is that in order to remain sustainable, like for me to be available and accessible to pets, to Gracie, your dog, um, you know, I have to charge for my services. I have to be compensated um, so that I can uh, continue to provide. It's also, of course, a piece of professional satisfaction when you are paid to do a service. And then um, additionally, it actually funds my, um, it funds my outside interests. And for Dr. Nell the woman, um, or just Nell the woman, Nell not the Dr. Woman. Um, the outside interests are just hugely important for maintaining balance in my life. Um, and these are all reasons why all of us should be making sure that we feel good about the value that we are receiving. So thank you for that. Did y'all hear that? (laughs) Oh my God. We're preaching now. This is good. Yes. We're (laughs) preaching. And, 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 and really, I want you all to know that veterinarians have a huge, have a huge problem with charging. And so when we, um, see blasted all over the internet and on TV and radio shows that, veterinary care is too expensive and inflated and and we charge too much it like hurts us to the heart because there's so much overhead Mm -hmm. in veterinary medicine not and and not just tangible overhead like our equipment um but also labor you know the the assistance that we pay the high level caring folks that we bring on board to our teams um and then of course our own education which is is very very expensive so Um, you know, this isn't, I'm not trying to just toot veterinarian horns. I just would like to gain a little bit of understanding out there, maybe a little bit of empathy, um, as to why veterinary care does come with a a compensation requirement. And sometimes it may be more than, than you, well, you know, but (laughs) yes. And, and not to, not to downplay the veterinary services, but that's with any service. And yes. a lot of people who aren't in that type of service don't understand all the things. I mean, like I'm an independent entrepreneur and what do I have? I have insurances. I, ha- I mean, I've got yes. to pay overhead. I have to pay assistance and virtual assist. I mean, uh, some people just don't understand. Yes. And so, you know, and me as a coach, me as a business coach is trying to help you understand what you have to do, who you have to hire, who has to help you. But it's also important to be able to ask for help. Yes, right? yes, very important to ask for help and and to draw um, support from your community. I mean, um, 
I'm always speaking with other veterinarians who are just getting started with acupuncture um, about building their patient, um, their patient list for acupuncture. And, and when I say patient list, what I'm really meaning is by getting the word out to people, to clients about what they're providing. And um, one of the best ways to do that is through business alliances, like connecting with your local businesses that you share values with. Um, so that they can, so that you guys can cross refer and share the love. I mean, that's what you're really trying to do is share the love. And that's probably been for me, like, um, the best form of help. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's my help. And, um, three years into owning the practice with my husband, we reached out for business coaching help because we realized that, um, Really, we just couldn't do this on our own. Um, we both have a, a decent amount of business sense, but no formal business training. And um, so what we did was we entered into business coaching and that really helped us move the needle um, as far as becoming comfortable with our success and, um, and our level of compensation so that we were taking home a paycheck so that we could fund our outside activities so that we didn't get burnt out like so many others do not just like you said in the veterinary field but in the entrepreneur um segment in general there's a lot of burnout because we tend to pay ourselves last <laughs> mm -hmm. um and uh we tend to give and give and give kind of like i said earlier um without thinking about our balance you know what are what are we doing for ourselves okay so what are you doing for yourself? Well, I do a lot for myself. And um, one of the reasons why is because I, I really appreciate that the energy I bring to my patients when I put my hands on my patients or when I'm consulting with them virtually um, through their owner, um, that if my energy is good, if I'm feeling positive, if I'm feeling full, then the results that I'm going to get for that patient are going to be so much greater. And then from a personal satisfaction standpoint, I want to feel good and I'm okay with that. Like I have no guilt whatsoever that I want to feel good. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so what I do for myself, um, outside of work is I am really, uh, an outdoors person and I just love to do everything from going for a walk in my neighborhood, um, to climbing Mount Rainier. I mean, you know, it's just a really wide range. I've, I've climbed Mount Rainier, Mount Hood, and Mount St. Helens most recently. Um, so I love that. Uh, I love that challenge. I love the teamwork involved with, with climbing. But I also like just going out for a walk, which I do at least twice a day. Um, I have a little guy with me here. Aww. We're going to see your buddy. This is Vinny. <gasps> Vinny. He, I just woke him up. He's been napping right next to me. So as you can see, he's got a little bit of like, um, what are you doing? I've got some bedhead going on. Um, but this is Vinny. So the other thing I do for myself um, is spend time with my dog. Um, and there are just so many good things that happen when you have hands-on interaction with pets. And I'm so lucky that that's part of my job. But um yeah, you, uh, the endorphins that are released, um, the other chemical messengers that are released, and the soothing effects of having a pet in your life are um, well documented. And even if they weren't, you can you can feel them. Um, so I spend time with my dog, 
Um, I do yoga. I meditate. I practice Qigong. Um, oh, so I started Qigong. I love Qigong because um, it actually is a, it's, it's a branch of Chinese medicine. So it, it really is um, a piece of both my personal and professional life at the same time, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, so I'm always making sure that I am cultivating an energy within myself that I look forward to and feel proud about sharing with my, my patients or the people in my life or the people in my local environment or the people across the globe that I might meet through social media um, or through one-on-one um, -on -one consulting, right? And, um, you know, becoming a practitioner of an Eastern style medicine, I really have um, a huge appreciation for what happens with negative energy when you put that out in the world, like negative words, um, yes. negative intonations, um, negative vibrations. And so the positive spin is, is that I do all this self-care and I do all this cultivating of good energy. And then I hope to put that out there. Um, and the negative uh, spin on that is that I'm also trying to avoid putting negative energy out into the world. And, um, one form of negative energy that I'm really, uh, trying to prevent in my life and, and to speak about, um, at the, at, you know, a, a greater, um, speak about at a higher level is anger. You know, there's just so much anger right now feeding so many of the problems that we have going on at the global level. And, um, so that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm not that I, uh, I personally don't go straight to anger as my emotion, but many people do. And that's part of your, your makeup, part of your constitution. We all have an emotion that we tend to go to when we're stressed. Um, but what I'm just saying is uh, I try to have a theme around my practices. And right now the theme is um, sharing a positive energy and trying to um, dissolve anger uh, as much as I can in my own space and my local space, which then I believe trickles out to um, the greater space of our, you know, all of our consciousness, right? Like all of the energy that we're sharing, you know, across, across the planet. So, yeah, so that's what I do for me. And, and I hope that it, even though sometimes it is just about me and I'm okay with that too. I, I think well, when I better, it has to be about, yeah, it. if it's yeah, not you, you can't do any of the other work that you do. Yeah. So sometimes I let it be about me and I'm okay with that. Um, and I just know that if it is about me and it's, it's for positive, um, for, for the better that I'll be a better person. And then that means I'll, I'll have more to share, you know, um, to benefit the world. And, uh, that's, that's kind of how I'm walking through life right now. Like that's, that's what I'm thinking about when I respond to people, when I uh, react to something, um, that's, that's how I'm trying to look at it. So beautiful. <laughs> You're amazing. And, you know, I really love, um, I really love hearing how you balance your time because that's so important. And a lot of entrepreneurs, they think about it and they know that's what they're supposed to do, but they don't do it. They don't balance their self-care with their work. Yeah. And, um, 
we're supposed to go surfing. <laughs> yeah, we, which, yeah, surfing, we were supposed to go to surfing and we never got it done. Uh, I know, I know, I'm, I left. We're both busy. <laughs> and, and that's a piece of, I mean, time management is a huge part of work-life balance. Like, yeah. oh, how do yeah. you carve out that time to go surfing with your friend um, when you probably should, you feel like you should be doing something else that day? And I, I just want to also say that I wasn't always, like, I didn't always have this level of balance. It's something I've really worked for. Um, when my husband and I bought the practice in 2007, the first three years, we worked six days a week. So, but here's the thing. I always had work-life balance in mind. I always knew that we couldn't work to the level that we didn't feel like we were able to restore enough to treat our patients or to work with our staff, to communicate with our clients. So even though we work six days a week, and even though it wasn't the fiscally responsible thing to do, in those first three years, we would take breaks. We would, um, for example, I think about flying. At one point, we flew to Cancun for six days for my friend's wedding, like one of my best friend's wedding. And by all, like, all financial reasoning, we should not have done that. Don't do that, no. right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it made absolutely no sense from what was on paper. Uh, but it was something that we needed to do. And if I did had not done that, I would regret that, you know, yeah. the rest of my life that I didn't do that. And you know what, we survived. And I think that's something as an early on entrepreneur, you have to, you have to, to try to realize is that if you're driven enough, if you Mm. You know, yeah. the cliche, if there's a will, there's a way is really true mm -hmm. that you will not fail. You may have to adapt. You may have to transition. You may have to pivot your, your business. Like it may not look like the business you started out with, uh, when it's all said and done, but you will not fail. Um, if, if you're driven enough and if you're willing to be flexible, yeah. And, um, and if you drive and drive and drive and don't take the time for yourself, you're more likely to burn out, which is actually just a different form of failure. <laughs> so, and and you know, I, I've been there. I've done that several times in my long yeah. industrious career. If, if your business is doing great and you're totally burnt out, that's, that's not success. Like that's, that's not success. I mean, success is about balance. So that means all the facets are are looking good, right? And and all the pieces are coming together. Not, you know, one piece is successful and the rest is not. Um, and so, yeah, you know, that's that's a really long answer to why I started People in Pet Integrated Therapies. <laughs> but I, um, but so I told you the practical reason and then the, 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 the passion reason is doing what I'm doing right now, which is I really feel like I'm sharing this message about um, integrative medicine for pets, which is the, the pet and pet owner facing piece and then work-life balance or, um, just balance in general, happiness, um, and sustainability with specifically women, uh, in business, but really I, I don't limit myself to women in business. I think that the men need, uh, coaching and re reassurance and they need the relief that, they don't have to be driving 100% of the time right. uh, too. So, um, you know, that's, that's why People in Pet Integrative Therapies was created. It was to help um, bring 
integrative medicine to pets at the global level while improving um, the quality of life for veterinarians worldwide. Um, so that, that is my um, mission statement actually in a nutshell. And every time that I'm making a decision for that business, that's, that's what I'm thinking about. And that's why I'm here with you, Paulette, because I love you dearly, but also, and also not, but also, and also like this fits, this fits completely with that mission. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just feel so appreciative that you were persistent enough, to, <laughs> you know, to remind me that we could do this, even though you're, you're now living away from me. And, um, you know, I'm just so happy to be here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're, you are amazing. You are such a shining light in the world and the animals <laughs> oh, I'm lucky to have you. Um, yeah. But so are the people, you know, so are the owners, the pet owners. You, you teach so much and you share so much and you give full on. I mean, and I can be a witness to that, you know, having come to you for the last couple of years, you give full on. You don't just throw somebody into a room and then talk to them for five <laughs> minutes and throw them back out again. Um, no. But it's because you fulfill yourself. Yeah. Yeah, at the root of it. Yeah, that's the most important thing here is that you are making, and it's taken time, of course. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes years and years to develop the, the vision, the business, the ideals, the things that work for you. And we all go through those crazy times of overwork and, you know, exhaustion and burnout. But, be, but those burnout phases are what also teach us. Yeah, yeah, right? definitely. You know, it's like, okay, that is not fucking working anymore. <laughs> well, and that's not what I want. You know, it's, yeah. it's great when you know what you want, but it's also good to know what you don't want. And you usually find out what you don't want after you've gone through it. Right. You know, at least once. But it's also <laughs> important to empower us as entrepreneurs. And, you know, we're talking predominantly women here in this, in this mm -hmm. little group, but, um, that it's okay to be compensated. It's okay to take time off. I mean, all the things that go into building the business, into building our life, our dreams, the way we want it, the way we see it, the way we want it to be so that we can give full on. We can give back to the world and do the work that we love to do. Yes, hundred percent agreed. And yeah. I would like to say that if, if, if you had been a business coach at the time <laughs> that we needed business coaching, I would have had no um, reservations about uh, working with you, you yeah. know, and, and, and yes, it did take business coaching, which really wasn't, you know, we call it business coaching, but um, it's so much more than that. Uh, it really, for my husband and I, because we were business partners at the time, um, you know, it really was also a lot of, um, <clears throat> helping us to see uh, each other's perspective because a, a third person was sharing perspective, right? To get clarity. And, to get yeah. Clarity. To get clarity on what each other were saying. Um, and we have a great marriage and we communicate really well, but it could be really awkward sometimes as I think it is with all business partners, but especially when your business partner is your, your um, spouse, um, really awkward to, especially to disagree on something when you're so used to agreeing with somebody on something. Um, it's really awkward when you disagree and, um, that happens in business. It happens with all partnerships. So it's and, all about communication. Yeah. It's all it's about clarity. communicating. 
And I, I, in addition to our business coach, we had a communication coach. Um, so we, we were getting two styles of coaching. So Um, what's so great about that is that you stepped into it and asked for help. And that's what people have the hardest time with. It's not getting the help. It's asking for help. Yes. It's asking for help. It's also, um, you know, from a financial standpoint, it's realizing that this help actually in the long run is going to benefit you financially. When we signed up for business coaching, when we um, began with our coach who was fabulous um, and not in the veterinary, we went outside of the veterinary industry because we didn't want to learn. We didn't want people to tell us how many heartworm tests and how many fecals and you know, how many medications we needed to sell, sell, sell. I mean, that's so not what we're about. Yeah. So what we wanted was someone actually to coach us kind of from the, the bones, you know, like what do we need to do from, from a business culture standpoint with team engagement and employee retention and client communication. And yes, also we worked on cash flow because we, we were familiar with budget, but we were not familiar with cash flow, which are two separate things. Um, it took me a long time to wrap my head around that. Um, so yeah, so we just learned so much and it's really how uh, we were able to forward our practice. But at the time we were barely, barely, and I'm going to say like, we probably just made it out of the red, barely profitable. So we didn't just have this lump of money on hand that said, oh, this is your business coaching lump of money. Like yeah. we didn't have that. Um, and the great thing about our coach, like the way we approached it was, it wasn't a legally binding contract, but her promise to us was that if we followed the coaching uh, method, if we, if we did our homework, if we really made sure that we worked on our goals, that she was holding accountable for us, that we would grow the business by 10%. And you know what? That first year we grew the business by 12%, which was, yeah, I know it was great, which was far and away more than what we spent on the coaching. But if someone had seen what we spent on coaching and looked at our, our, our budget sheet or our cash flow, they would have been like, you're crazy putting this money out on a monthly basis. That's, well, that's the thing. It's like you have to invest in yourself. Yeah. And money yeah. is just energy. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have to invest in yourself if you want to expand. That's yes, it. if you want to expand, if you want to move the needle on, yeah. um, basically, if you want to move the needle on the compensation that you're earning, because one thing that was so frustrating for me and maybe for other entrepreneurs out there, um, at least the ones that I speak to, is that we become more successful, but we just really have difficulty moving the needle on profitability. So it's like we're becoming more successful, but that's not being reflected in what we're taking home. So we're still feeling kind of bogged down and stressed about being able to afford our outside interests or our at-home bills or the things that have nothing to do with a client coming to me with their dog or their cat, like I'm, or their rabbit or their snake (laughs) or whatever they're bringing me. You know, I'm never going to share that with my clients. I'm never going to put that on my clients. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I'm asking for appropriate compensation based on what I'm bringing to that client, you know? And so what that business coach brought, what the business coach brought to us had the value that, that she was charging and then beyond, you know? And so it is an investment. It's investment in energy. You have to do the work. You can't 
sign up for coaching and expect somebody just to tell you what to do. Right. Um, yes, totally. And, and I, yeah. have, I, I mean, I've seen all spectrums of that. It's like people who, who want me to coach them and yet they're not willing to do the work. Well, it's like, <laughs> what do you want me to do? You know, in my world, that's like sending home the meds and, the, and they don't get given. Yeah. And, exactly. and I mean, that's, yeah, that's the same thing. I create a plan for the patient and includes medications, herbs, at home therapies. Um, but if those medications, herbs and supplements aren't administered, if the food isn't changed, if you're not doing the massage that I taught you to do on the sore spots, like we're going to meet again, you're going to pay me, you're going to pay me again. Uh -huh. and we're not going to have any progress, Yeah. but I can't, you know, I can't, I can't take that on. And I think as healers, that's another, as healers or service providers, we have to remember that, that like, we're only as good as the partnership, right? We're, we're only as good as the other piece of the partnership who is our client, you know, who's working with us um, for whatever results we're going for, whether it's in the veterinary space, the coaching space, um, whatever space it's in, whatever service you're providing. You know, if, if your counterpart isn't doing their part, like you cannot take that on. And um, I think so many of us in the healing community do take that on because we feel like, we feel like even though we know they need to participate, there's something we could do be doing better. Um, and in some cases, that's that's just not that's just not how it is. It's just, yeah, they they haven't motivated themselves or latched onto your motivation yet. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right, my friends out there in Heart and Hustle Land, are you getting all this juice? <laughs> lots of inspiration, lots of ideas, but lots of ideas about committing to yourself to grow your passions, your dreams, to take really good care of yourself so that you can do your work and you can ask for help and you can grow and expand and have the life of your dreams and do really incredible work in the world. <laughs> yes. Bringing the positive light. Yes, yes, so good. And and we're not here to be martyrs. We're not here to be victims. We are here to to shine our light. And each one of us has such a unique uh, quality, a unique individual statement of the world, of who we are and what we have to bring. And that's so beautiful. Um, and to be able to clarify that light, to clarify your dreams, and passions and what it is you want to bring to the world and how to do it. I mean, there's so many aspects of that, you know, um, and to do the work, to do the work as, as Dr. Nell has said, you know, she has done the work to ask for help and has grown it this way and this way and has the dreams and the visions to keep expanding as she takes really good care of herself. She, you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And expansion isn't limitless too. I mean, you have to really decide what do you like, how, how much do you want to expand, you know, because we have a finite amount of time. And so what, what's your comfortable expansion? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but to live life and to live it to the fullest, and do the best work that you can do. And I love that. And to bring magic and make everyday magic and special and powerful and full of joy and abundance. <laughs> yes, abundance. Abundance. Abundance helps us keep abundance helps us keep doing what we do. 
Yeah, so good. Well, Dr. Nell, thank you for spending time with me. As always, I know that we could probably talk forever, but um. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, it could go on and on, but but uh, good. But we also we also know when to when to make the exit, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so my friends, I'll give you her link. So she has her her animal hospital in Portland, but now she is available online. So that's really awesome. Um, and just to inspire you to keep moving your needle forward uh, is what we're about. So thank you for being here, my friends. Welcome. And thank you for being in Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. And with Dr. Nell Ostermeyer and myself, Paulette Rees-Denise. And until we meet again, many blessings to you all.